Welcome to the SCORE podcast. Over the past year, with financial and analytics support from Vantage Score, Credit Builders Alliance has been piloting a program where targeted nonprofit financial capability organizations in regions of the country with large populations of underserved consumers aspiring to build their credit health receive coaching and counseling support, including the ability to pull and access Vantage Score 4.0 credit scores. The idea is that because consumers can more effectively measure their credit worthiness using VantageCore 4.0, because it scores some 33 million more consumers, we have a better way of extending credit and measuring the program's success. Well, the initial program has been completed and the data is in, so let's check in. I'm Jeff Richardson, host of The Score Podcast. Driving financial inclusion is a critical and foundational part of VantageCore's current and future success. We want to help consumers get access to credit in a sustainable way and help them achieve their financial goals by developing the most inclusive and predictive models available. Credit Builders Alliance, an organization where I'm proud to serve as a board member, shares this mission and as part of that effort trains and supports the community groups that are actually on the ground helping and counseling consumers. These consumers are often overlooked by mainstream financial services providers, but are credit worthy and financially responsible nonetheless. On today's podcast, we will uniquely speak with Dara Duguay, CEO of Credit Builders Alliance, along with Joe Lachlan, who is with the International Institute of Metropolitan Detroit, a Detroit, Michigan-based nonprofit financial capability organization, which was recruited to join the pilot. Dara is a longtime friend and colleague and one of the country's foremost experts on consumer finance. Prior to joining the Credit Builders Alliance, she was director of City's Office of Financial Education. She also ran her own consulting practice and advised clients such as TD Bank, the World Bank Group, Experian, Visa, and SunTrust Bank on their financial education efforts. Dara also served as the first executive director of the nonprofit Jumpstart Coalition for Personal Financial Literacy. And she started by working in the field as director of education for the Consumer Credit Counseling Service of Los Angeles. Along with Dara, as I mentioned on the podcast, is Joe Lachlan, a financial coach with the International Institute of Metropolitan Detroit, who works with clients on their credit, money management, and broad financial understanding. After studying economics at Bowling Green State University and Illinois State University, he served in the Peace Corp Costa Rica, working with the local microfinance institution. Thank you both for joining the podcast. Thank you, Jeff. Happy to be here. So, Dara, let's let's start with a question for you. Not sure that all of our listeners are familiar with Credit Builders Alliance, though they should be. So, if you can give an overview of of what Credit Builders Alliance does, and then speak to how our program was structured. Uh, so, CBA has been around for about fifteen years. It is a network of nonprofit organizations based in every single state and Puerto Rico. Uh, we have a little over six hundred members now. And what sort of binds them all together is a mutual interest in helping their clients and consumers to build credit. Most of our members are nonprofit organizations that have clientele that are low to modest income. Most of them uh, serve persons of color. Many of them serve individuals that don't have any credit history at all, uh, so they are credit invisible, or have a thin file or maybe have a file that is marred and they need to really improve their credit history. We also have a good percentage of our members, about 240, that are nonprofit lenders. And that was actually the reason that CBA was founded 15 years ago, was to teach them how to do credit reporting 
and help them to start reporting their borrower's payment history to the credit bureaus because it is so important to build a good credit history for individuals that are credit invisible, you know, thin credit and challenged credit. We do a lot of other things, but we are primarily the bridge, if you can think of us that way, between the nonprofit world and the credit bureaus to help facilitate that connection to access credit reports, get training in financial education and credit and also to report loan payments to the credit bureau. So it's it's a mouthful, but uh, think of us as like a, a credit capability enabler. Thanks, Dara. And so can you also now speak to the program that Vantage Gore and Credit Builders Alliance launched last year, and uh, which is the reason Joe's actually with us? We initially, at the very beginning of this program, looked at areas of the country that Vantage Score had identified as having very low credit scores. So we really wanted to be hyper-focused in on, on these areas to see if we could improve credit scores of individuals that live there. And so that helped us to uh, pick our locations. You know, we had areas of Michigan, areas of Florida, and, you know, these, these were all again chosen, uh, because of the, the sort of average low credit score there. And we also wanted to make sure that our four members that were selected for this pilot really did serve individuals that were low to modest income and primarily persons of color. And so when we went ahead and, and identified them, these were sort of the, the criteria to make our selection. Thanks, Dara. So good transition for a question to, to Joe. Joe, your organization was one of the organizations that uh, joined the pilot. So can you describe what you and your team did as participants in the program? And then can you articulate how that impacted and and presumably improved your ability to help uh, your clients and, and some of the local constituents? Yeah, so our organization operates a coaching model that is integrated in regards to employment, financial issues, and income supports. And we are serving long-term Detroiters and also immigrants from all over the world. So we recognize that clients are flowing through our programs with a variety of different goals and backgrounds and also levels of financial understanding. So our focus is to try to be uniform and provide the same level of service to all our clients, but also just realize that they're going to want to get different things out of the financial coaching program. With that said, we try to have a flexible approach. The free credit analysis really is the starting point for our financial coaching model. In this case, it was very helpful to have the additional information provided with the Vantage score. We noticed that many of our clients, when they first are looking at their credit report, they're identifying that the score doesn't quite line up with what they see coming from other sources, the new apps like Credit Karma, and so just to, as a way to kind of bridge that gap of information, the Vantage Score program was specifically useful in that regard. Thanks, Joe. So to Dara, Joe explained a little bit about how his organizations leveraged the pilot, but um, there were others, as we know. And so we have some data on how the program performed as a whole. Can you share some of those metrics? 
We were able to find that the scores fluctuated over the the period that we looked at, but we can say that on average, 58% of the participants increased their score by an average of 34 points. And the highest increase was 118 points, which is pretty significant. Now, I, I just wanted to put a caveat that this was over a rather short time period. We looked at scores, you know, a two, two to five month period. And we really feel that if we went ahead and looked at the scores, giving it more time, we would find even more of, of an improvement. And I think that goes to show, you know, I think there's a a fallacy out there that it's it's super easy to, you know, improve your credit score. We find that, you know, that's only the case if you start out as credit invisible. If you have no score whatsoever, you know, in many cases, you can go from zero to, you know, 620, 650 within a short period of time. But if you already have a score, it's really difficult to make huge jumps in improvement. So we think that, you know, an average of 34 points over that short period, it could be even greater if we went back now, for instance, and looked at them. Because all of our four members embedded financial education coaching uh, within their program. And so the hypothesis is, is that if you are educated, if you understand how to manage your credit better and the behaviors that affect your credit score, like paying your bills on time, that this is going to cause an improvement, which is what we found. And so uh, we really do think that they were on the, the right trajectory. And there is a correlation, we feel, in the work that we did between receiving credit education and a resultant you know, positive credit score. Thanks, Dara. It is. It tends to be more of a marathon instead of a sprint in in terms of improving your credit uh, after you've had some historical challenges. So, Dara, you spoke to that at a at a high level. Joe, can you speak to some of the individual consumers you worked with? How were you able to work with them, and in which ways were they particularly impactful or effective? How are those consumers doing now? First of all, I do want to reiterate something that Dara said in that the six-month time frame can be useful to capture some of the before and after, but I agree that a longer time frame would really be more representative. There are some individuals that have come through our program, and the snapshot that we captured maybe was just perfect because they were able to make one or two key changes in some behaviors, particularly related to like credit card usage, for example. And they were able to score a, a really big impact on their on their credit reporting in that short time frame. But in a lot of cases, both with folks that are coming in with extensive credit histories, some of which is negative, like Dara says, it'll take those folks longer to show improvement. And even with our immigrant populations that are coming in with no score, there is still a threshold that those folks have to work through which is largely information-based, understanding what revolving accounts are, what installment accounts are, how to piece together the best credit profile that you could. If they had that information at the beginning, then, then it would be easy, as Dara says. But we're oftentimes spending six months to a year with those clients, ironing out some of their misunderstandings, some of the myths that they may have heard, and then getting the confidence to, to go ahead and open up a credit card or apply for a personal loan. So even for those clients, you know, the road can be long and it is largely about gaining access to good information so that you can make good choices about managing your credit and building your credit history. Well, it's it's 
awesome to hear that even the limited number of consumers you're able to work with are learning and improving. And so let's close with a question for you both. As we think about how this program was effective and what were the things uh, maybe that weren't so effective, what can our listeners of the SCORE podcast, who uh, many of whom work for large, deep-pocketed financial services organizations, what can they take away from this pilot as key learnings or ways that they can help? I know that there has been a lot of focus on new technology that is providing access to people that formerly were left out. And I think that that is a good place to to put our efforts. And if we can remove barriers related to technology, related to language and cultural understanding, that to me is the, the most impactful way that we can allow these individuals to access the products and then go ahead and create some good credit history for themselves. I think there is sometimes some good technology and bad technology that is being tested. And I think, you know, the impact of that good technology in terms of making it easier for these particular groups of clients that have not had access historically, that would be extremely helpful. Dara, what are your thoughts? Well, I think that, you know, when it comes to improving credit, so much of it really can be positively affected by understanding, right? And so the work that CBA's nonprofit members do through teaching them how behaviors matter, you know, the importance of paying uh, bills on time, the importance of not having too high of a debt load, and, and really understanding the factors that will go into the compilation of your credit score. And I, I would say that most people don't understand that. It is not something that we find is common knowledge. And so the work that our members do when they do financial coaching and counseling and financial workshops is really, really critical because they're giving them the sort of the roadmap to understand how their actions will really make a huge impact on their score. And as you know, Jeff, I mean, the score is so important to so many areas of life right? Not just the interest rate that you're charged, but, you know, it's it's so important to a variety of other areas, whether it's insurance that you're trying to get and, and other things. So, you know, having the most positive credit score that you can is is critical in American society. It, it really is. It's not something that, that you can avoid. You need to learn how to master it. Absolutely. And both of your answers resonate well with, with the podcast we talk a lot about data and analytics and, and leveraging that for good purposes and avoiding some of the potential pitfalls of, of leveraging data and analytics uh, in a harmful way. And of course, arming consumers with the right information at the right times. So let's end it there. And I want to thank you both for doing the podcast, but more importantly, doing the critical work uh, to help so many consumers improve their financial lives. Thank you both. Thank, thank you, Jeff. Jeff. $2.6 billion. That's billion with a B. That's the amount of credit extended by members of the Credit Builders Alliance to about 5 million consumers. These consumers are primarily low to very low income, and most report that a lack of a credit score is a major challenge for them. We're very excited that the program we launched last year has shown signs of success, but we're admittedly only scratching the surface. There remains work to do to help the millions upon millions of others who aren't able to access mainstream credit because they lack a conventional credit score. With that being said, let's get back to work. 
I'm Jeff Richardson, and I look forward to our next conversation. The views and opinions expressed in this episode do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Vantage Score Solutions. Visit VantageScore.com to learn more. <laughs>